Thea Monier. And this is a podcast all about joy and pleasure. 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 I did it faster that time. What up, Thea? What's going on? How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're, I'm really excited. I don't even know what number episode this is. We've we, been... We've been <laughs> we are consistent. Baby, we is. You know, we have some episodes when we're done, I'm like, was that good? Girl, we show up, though, consistently. Yeah. I was wondering, do you think this is art? I de- well, you know, it's so... Oh, that's a good question. I mean... Does this feel like art to you? It just feels like talking to Noni. <laughs> <laughs> is that art? It feels creative. It's creative, but it feels it just feels like relationship. I don't know. It doesn't Well, this is a relationship podcast. Well, there you go. So I feel like we show up and we share our relationship conversations. We do. We are in relationship. And so are you, listener. You're in relationship with, with us. us. So can you go ahead and hit subscribe? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, you know. Copy the link. I really appreciate all the reviews. For sure. That's, and the ratings. It's so great. It's so easy to leave a rating. Literally, you just look down on your <laughs> iTunes app and you just press five stars. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you don't even think about the rest. You don't have to think about you nothing. You, gotta do. you just got to press five stars. But a review takes some time, y'all. A I'm review. like, y'all did that. Like, y'all sat there and... You We're thoughtful, and yeah. we love that. Because you know, my reviews be like, love it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it rocking, y'all. It, and you all are in our DMs. Like, this is really... I mean, y'all making it so sis has got to come up with some new level shit. <laughs> and we like, are. Yeah, we can't, we can't slack. Yeah. So we're thinking about having a live event. Yes. We're thinking about having a place where folks can also come virtually. To chill with us. Yes. And to build community with us. Yeah. And it's more than a thought. Like, it's going to happen. So, you know, what y'all think? You into that? We would love your thoughts. If you have ideas for venues we could partner with that you you feel like could catch our vibe, could be intimate, um, just a beautiful space that we could fill up with this all heart, love, and joy, and pleasure, we would love to hear about it because we're, we really want it to be community and we want it, really want it to be homegrown. You know how we do. And if it's something like an online community, it will definitely have a paywall because I'm a tourist. There you go. <laughs> there you It'll go. be a low paywall. Start at a dollar. Is yeah. that something y'all into? Yes, would you for put sure. some money in? Would you put some money on it? Would you put some money on it? Would you put some money invest. on it? I like to say you, invest. Would you put, yeah, no, I like to say put some, put money, some money on, on it. it. Okay. okay, that's that Detroit baby again <laughs> showing up. Do you want to put some money on all heart? Because we want to be able to put money back into y'all. And mm-hmm. there's a certain way yeah. we can do that. All heart ain't free. All heart ain't free. But the, our, we have big ideas, and big ideas require some fundage. It does. Is fundage a word? Funding. I like fundage. You know what? We black. Fundage. Fundage. <laughs> fuck it. You damn right. Decolonize English. Decolonize English and still fuck Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Kevin. If y'all haven't listened to our open heart episode about, you know, being in the white supremacist 
patriarchal workspace. Fuck Kevin. Go back and listen to that. And then you'll know. And then you'll know. You'll be in the loop. You'll be like, all right, fuck Kevin. It's an inside joke. It's an inside joke. That's so, another yeah. t-shirt. So, Everybody's going to be like, who's Kevin? <laughs> That's my brother's name, which is so fucked up. <laughs> Not you, boo. Not you, Kevin. But people have been asking me, you know, I want to contribute monthly to y'all. How can I do it? Yeah. You know, some of the homies. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'll let you know. Yeah, we're working on, we're, we're growing up. We're grow- we'll have it before the baby. There you go. Well, we know that. Honey's going to make sure something is flowing for this baby kid here. So. so what is on your heart today, Thea? All my heart today is, um, you know, I'm really trying to, no, I am actively, I am actively preparing myself for fall. Um, you, I think, pointed out to me that, like, I tend to shift mm. more inward during this time of year, because I'm furthest away from my sign. Yes. Um, and so the deeper we go, you know, fall to me means, oh, winter coming, and winter coming means like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my <laughs> yep. furthest away from my sign. And I think I've had I've had a negative view of that. I've thought of it as like, um, oh, I'm going to be low. The sun's going to be gone. By the time I get home from work, it's going to be so dark. How will I enjoy my yard? Like Summer baby. All, oh, my God. I have all, all that. And um, I'm really trying to reframe it as all of it being necessary. Mm. You know, it's just all necessary. For me to be that yummy summer baby I turn into, I have to have this part of my time too to just sort of um, shed a bit, let some of these leaves fall where they may, um, to stop doing so much and to just sort of get back into our... Huga mode. Oh, I want to do another Huga episode. I know. I want to do know. one every winter. Yeah. I think like, you know, that really reframed for me what it feels like to go back into this season. Mm. And so now I'm just kind of like, okay, I get to watch my yard change and I get to watch things shift and I get to allow things to shift in me. Fall really to me is a lot of about shifting. Um, I don't, it always has. I've always loved it mainly because of the boots and the scarves but but also really you know i'm in la la scarves i don't care where you from we got scarves too i love a good sweater a good scarf me too and some boots. nice boots i'm due for some new boots Mm, i love me some corduroy (laughs) some corduroy i don't know when i last had corduroy i I love me a little corduroy little velvet i love it i love it so i'm really trying to walk into it differently and just reframing things like there's no room i don't know i'm at this point right now where like there's just no room everything for everything the question of how much joy would that cost me nah i'm probably not gonna fuck with that right (laughs) is literally the process in my mind right now and i think that has on some level made it difficult to engage the same way with some people um because i realized that some of those relationships were maybe political Mm. but I also see them shifting with me, yeah. which is a beautiful thing. So me doing it is actually maybe helping to create a shift other places as well. I think fall is so fun. I mean, part of it is being a homeschool teacher. So we really do go through the seasons because we're like in elementary school at home. And it's fun every year because I get to think about pumpkin. 
you know? First of all, pumpkin. I'm not talking about eating pumpkin. I'm yeah. talking about everywhere going to white folks love <laughs> some pumpkin. But it's so fun to go to the little pumpkin patches mm-hmm. and I climb do get the, the pumpkin bread bays. every now and then. I just love pumpkin cream cheese muffin. The autumn, I feel like autumn and fall are the nature. I feel nature it's vibes. True. No, for sure. And you know, yeah, it's my favorite time to go for a hike. Yeah, because it's not too hot. Yeah. It's kind of cooling down, and then you get to see all of the leaves. I love all my little botanical gardens. I just think it's such a beautiful time. It's like a actual season in LA because we it don't is. really have winter. We don't. You know, you're absolutely right. And I, I typically, I typically love it. I think I've just looked at it as the lead into winter this year for some reason, which is very different. I don't normally think of it that way. I've looked at it as the end of summer lead into winter, but fall is its own energy and we're going to allow space for that energy. So that's what's on my heart. Okay. What's on my heart is this idea. Um, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but I want to talk about manifestation a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about manifestation because there is something that happens in my life. They call me magical, Noni. I'm just going to put that out there. Not they. I call you that too, bitch. You know, magical Noni has been my name for a long time. I think I registered MagicalNoni.com, so don't try to buy it. <laughs> did you? I think I might have. You probably did. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of websites. I throw out I'm free a... shit so much. There's no trace in that shit. <laughs> hmm. I just registered in my mind. I don't fuck with fearlikethat.com. Dot <laughs> com. All of it. Please register for everything I say, Noni, because I will not. <laughs> I know you won't. <laughs> so, a lot of time, I feel like we are manifesting things, not always consciously. And, you know, we can see a lot of the negative imprints of that. Like, oh, man, why can't I get out this rut? Oh, because you always talking about it. But I noticed, you know, something that I said on this podcast, and I'm not going to get into details, but I've talked about a particular thing to do on this podcast. And I got hit up about a job. And wow to shoot this pilot mm-hmm. around a concept that I consistently speak yes, about mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk a little bit about how fucking cool it was because I believe manifestation comes from the feeling, mm. the feeling that you have. Often people are talking about your thoughts and controlling your thoughts and the law of attraction and all that stuff. But really, what we manifest is from our curiosity, our deep desire, Mm -hmm. the thing that makes us light up and Mm -hmm. smile. And a lot of the things that I talk about on here are the things that make me feel like that. So what you're saying is, by teaming up with your good friend, sister, Thea (laughs) Monier, to talk about joy and pleasure weekly... (laughs) You see the things you're talking about manifesting in your life. I see the things Mm, I'm talking about. So there's something, a concept that I've spoken about here. Hopefully we all know what it is when it happens in the world. And I got a call to work on a pilot that was around that same subject. And I was just supposed to cast a pilot. And that was good. That's great. I felt 
so into it. I was so on fire about it because I'd already been on fire. About right. It. it was already something I'm super you interested it. in. So I was like, what? You calling me about this? This is a concept I'm always talking about on my podcast. And then the guy was like, you have a podcast? I have a podcast. It's incredible. I know everybody had a podcast, but it's not like that. It's not like that. No, it's not Y'all like that. Y'all know. <laughs> we ain't got to say it. So the passion that I had for the project was so visible. The curiosity, the love, the joy, the happiness, pleasure I was taking in doing this, this job. They said, come on, be in the pilot. Look at that. We want you to... Be in it. We need this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I went and filmed the pilot. So awesome. And got to be on set with all of these incredible people, having these incredible conversations. And it was so much like this podcast. I love it. I was doing the same thing, just being myself. Getting a check. This is what we need to be doing. This is literally all I want to do. <laughs> so. Is be myself and get a check. I was getting paid to be myself. That's it. I was, I was never thinking about it as a financial reward. I was thinking about it as something that feels great for my soul. Yeah. And the entire experience was beyond the check. Yeah. The check is cool. The check's going to come in the mail. That's an invoice. This ties really good into our subject today. But what was more... Ah, that's what you were thinking, Melanie. <laughs> but what was more was the feeling I got yeah. to be living fully in my purpose, living fully in my joy, and at the end saying, I want to keep doing this. This was incredible. Thank you. The appreciation that I felt for the situation was so much I couldn't sleep that night mm. because I wanted to keep having that feeling. Yeah. I wanted that feeling to keep going. I wanted the feeling of being a part of that yeah. thing because this this thing was an actual entertainment that heals. For sure. Which is like um which is my niche. Yes. Right? So this thing that we're doing here, but also other projects. I know our audience doesn't know, but like I work all, all the work that I do is to create. Right. So whether that be music or television or film or whatever, it's all to create um, like a healing frequency, you know, or to build relationship. Those are yeah. those are the two kind of things that I focus on. And I focus a lot on women who have genius in some way. So it was just so fun. I met incredible people. Everyone was so loving on set. Everything was just everything was what I wanted it to be. It was a dream come true. I like that you talked about the feeling of manifestation because I we this kind of harkens back. Maybe we'll do this from now on. We'll harken back <laughs> to um, the episode on the uh, divine feminine. Yes. Because we talked about how the Shiva energy, the masculine energy, is the thinking, illuminating, knowing, and the Shakti energy is the feeling, moving, creating. Mm -hmm. And so I think a big part of people struggling to manifest things is feeling they have to prioritize in the thinking body as opposed to in the feeling body. No. Yeah. I think and that like that's, what you're saying, like tapping, yeah. tapping into the actual, uh, before we started recording, I just told known that, that I'm at this precipice where people are seeing it in my aura. Um, and it's the point, this has happened to me multiple times in my life. And when I'm in this space, 
I tend to um, um, curb my enthusiasm. I, I prepare myself for disappointment as opposed to that final push of feeling, feeling it, right? Feeling the joy, feeling the excitement, feeling it. That pushes me through, right? And, and they say, act as if, right? Act as if. They say, act as if. Which is why if. I ordered this bag the other day. But <laughs> I also say, feel as if. Yes. Like, right? So, like, being uh, my, my good friend, Miriam Hasnea, like, she's someone that really talks a lot about that, about, we've talked about her on the pod before, like, about manifesting from a feeling mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And it's just legit. Like, I've been, I started learning how to manifest, right, quote, unquote, when I was 17 years old, like someone gave me a creative visualization book. And because I was young and I hadn't been in a lot of relationships and I was just young, I looked at it like a game. Mm-hmm. And so I used to do things like, you know, ask my aunt, okay, I'm staying with you, auntie. Um, what do you want? She said, I want my house clean. Okay, I got you. I got you. You're going to have a house clean tomorrow. And I would just sit and I would feel feel it Mm -hmm. (laughs) of being the frequency. And the next day, they'll be literally ding dong. I open the door and there's somebody that's standing like, hey, we're just going by each house wondering if you guys need any house cleaning. We're house cleaners. You do. And I was like, incredible. And because I was young, I was still a child. It didn't, I hadn't lost the magic. Right, it didn't dawn on you not to think that way. It didn't dawn on me that that was, oh my God. And Because I think we sometimes taint our manifestation by our shock. For sure. No, we shouldn't be shocked. We should be like, that's about right. I was like, that is so dope. I was like, this is incredible. Okay, what do I want to do next? Yeah. Right? And there's this, um, there's this book, I think it's called E2... I have to look it up. It's a book that's all about learning how to manifest through a game mm. and playing games with yourself and the universe to start mm. that's um, a cool idea. like, oh, I want to see dolphins today, or I want to see owls, or I want someone to offer me a coffee, or, or I want to hear this song on the radio. I want to hear this mm-hmm. song on the radio. Learning how to... Yeah. To do play with that, the power. play with it. And the book is so focused on play mm-hmm. that it allows you to build that manifestation muscle. It's like yeah. one of the tools that I've used over time or whatever. But one thing when I was on this set was I was thinking, yes, thank you more, please. Right. This this phrase that I've heard, I'm sure others have heard it before. Yes, this. Thank you. More, please. Mm-hmm. And I expressed my appreciation to each person, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for having me here. I feel incredible. This is so fucking fun. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. We love having you here, too. Thank you. Thank you for being open with me. Yeah. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Each and every person I told there, I love this. This is dope. Yeah. Let's keep it I've been it definitely popping. doing that. And- Taking uh, the advice of like thank you handwritten thank you cards and taking the and really meaning it like really being in full gratitude in those moments in the moment that you're in being so full of appreciation that it's spilling out in your energetic field and all you're going to do is create more of that 
right? That's that's the idea. So let's go ahead and transition into our main topic. What's our main topic today, Thea? It's something you've been wanting to talk about. I think my shirt's inside out. <laughs> Can't tell, girl. Okay. I might have to make that change later on. <laughs> hey, y'all. So I have been wanting to talk about money and joy because one of the biggest obstacles to joy for me has been money and not... Um, just give a background. So like grew up, um, my, both my parents worked, you know, I guess back then we called it middle class. I don't know what we call this stuff nowadays, but, um, you know, money wasn't something that I thought about or felt my, I didn't feel the pressure of my, we weren't balling out of control. I never desired that either. I just, we just were comfortable. We're safe. And I never worried about that or saw my parents worry about it. We had other things going on in the house. And what I didn't realize at that time was because that was the one thing that we didn't worry about, even though there were all these other emotional and um, familial dynamics that were problematic. um, As an adult, where I found safety is in just secure finances, right? Mm. Now, that doesn't say wealth mentality. That just says secure finances. Mm. I felt okay when I could take care of my needs. Right. Um, Period. And so when something threatened that, then you would see all this emotionality come out of me. I could deal with, oh, you know, this is going on or this drama. I'm well built for that as a therapist. My childhood kind of prepared me for that. Um, So people could come. I told my husband this. I remember telling him, you know, where you're going to see the side of me that is not together is if something threatens financial security. Mm. Um, because that is where I've connected on some level emotional security. When I'm dealing with emotions, I can deal. Whatever, let's talk about it. But that piece, I just come undone. Like I had no real skill set other than pay your bills. I had no real relationship mm. with money, no, no, no relationship. No relationship with it at all. As an energetic thing. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I think for me, um, especially in the last like five to six years, that has, I've identified that lack of relationship, which is actually a relationship, right? To have a lack of one, a neglected relationship with money has become a barrier to joy. And I talk to some people who are, I think people are very emotionally developed. They deal with their stuff. They go to, they get healing work done or they do healing work or they, they're constantly reflecting on themselves. But the one area, even these folks around me struggle with is when their money's threatened, when it, when they can't pay a bill, when they can't, when their credits might be affected, right? Suddenly all the things they've been learning, they struggle with. And now I'm looking at a Taurus. <laughs> who do, maybe you don't understand your Taurian privilege in this area. You're so blessed that like you conceptualize money the way you have. Um, because for a lot of folks, it really is a, it is a real struggle, legitimate struggle to think about how do I um, sustain joy in relationship to money in a capitalist country, right? Adding all those layers together. Yeah, I want to, first I want to say, first I want to say this is our first money episode because as our, most of our audience is women of color, 
we really need time and many conversations to be able to unpack all this super complicated relationship yeah. we Emotions have. Emotions around money. Mm-hmm. Money, abundance, mm-hmm. finances. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, if you don't know about astrology, Taurus, it rules um, the actual physical, mm. the physical resource, right? Mm-hmm. Our opposite, um, Scorpio, they, they rule other people's resources. Mm. But Taurus rules the, the personal resource. So... It does include money. Mm-hmm. It does include the financial, mm-hmm. but it is about resources, mm-hmm. right? And so, just so you know, I mean, I'm not going to get all in my chart, but I have the planet of Uranus in my second house, and the second house is also about your resources. Mm-hmm. And so, the planet Uranus says that things aren't stable, right? So, mm-hmm. money for me, my resources are going to. Work like Uranus does, which is not be um, predictable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My resources are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. That's a part of my life path. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, yes, I was born a Taurus. Mm-hmm. However, I was not born with the concepts of money that mm-hmm. I have now. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I was born a Taurus, I had led to an inclination yeah, right. or a desire mm-hmm. to stabilize myself. Um, as a child, I grew up very financially unstable. Yeah, it was a very um, oh, moving, 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 moving. The moving wasn't because you know we were like in the military. All the other family was in the military, but the the. The moving was because my parents were artists and my parents were stabilizing themselves and my parents were single parents. You know, my mom married my stepdad and he had children and we were there were plenty of years, um, whole summers that I didn't live with my actual parents. I lived with friends. I slept on couches. I've slept under tables. I've slept. I've shared beds. Um, I've slept on air mattresses. I've slept like I had a childhood of what they call the invisible homeless. Mm-hmm. So the idea of not knowing what time we're eating dinner or right. where we're going to be, or there was a summer we went camping <laughs> the whole summer mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't real. it seemed fun. Right. But we didn't have a house. Right. You know, so, and my parents were artists that would, we would do these gigs and then they would put the hat out and we'd get some cash that way. So growing up with, and they're incredible and they're stable now, but my childhood was completely ridiculous (laughs) in terms of balance. My grandmother, of course, was such a stabling force for Mm -hmm. me and there was always a home that I had that I could go to. Mm But in terms of watching my single mother really battle with not having money, mm-hmm. which wasn't my dad had money, and my dad chose not to give us money, right mm-hmm. This is a choice he was making, so watching my mom work three jobs and growing up like that, I made a real clear contract with myself mm-hmm. as a child mm-hmm. that when I grow up, I ain't living like this, right, right. Like, I'm just not. Like, I'm not going to 
not know how much we're going to have or right. have to split this meal and have to I hear that a lot. Pinch and save yeah. and like all of that stuff, all of that pinching shit. It's stressful. It's so stressful. And that stress became mine to have at six and seven years old Yeah, of understanding what a budget was, opening a bank account, learning how to write checks, learning all those things very, very early before eight years old, Yeah, which is great now, you know, great training now, but knowing how to rent apartment, knowing, knowing what a deposit was, knowing that we didn't have it. Right. So all of those things, all of those dollars, that dollar store, 99 cent store life, that poverty mindset, that lack mentality. I was like, fuck that shit. And as soon as I was able to, I began to do real concentrated work on changing the way money worked in my life. I think like a lot of, so I, and I meet a lot of people who have that same experience mm-hmm. and develop from that the skill set to um, deal with money, yeah. like to deal with it head on. Like there's no choice. I think also money is emotional for a lot of people. Um, there's yeah. a lot of emotion attached to money. Yeah. Now, a lot for me, untying myself emotionally from money, because in particular, I can only speak from this country's experience, right? Right. Your self-esteem mm-hmm. is connected to, you know, your credit score and what you have or don't have, what you should have by a certain age. I hear that all the time as a college counselor. Right. I should be at a certain place. I should be. People that I should be right. by this age doing X, Y, and Z or having X, Y, Z, that's a part of the self-esteem, right? And the fact that we have created such a consumer culture that says if you can't consume, then you're not doing something right. If you can't mm-hmm. consume at this pace. But there's also the culture of... When we think about, I, I think I talked to somebody about this. I don't know if it was World War II, but the the war that everybody was like creating bomb shelters and stacking up water and supplies, right? That was a huge money boom for the economy based off of fear, mm-hmm. right? So fear and money have this relationship that works in a capitalist society that, that, that we're constantly being sold things in a fearful way so that we continue to buy or it's being told to us that this is what will make your life better or this is what will make you, this is, this makes you look good, respectable, like you've done the right thing, like you've done what you're Especially, supposed to do. Especially, let's talk about black folk, right? Mm-hmm. And our relationship historically to, to money. In like, this country. In this country. Right. Um, one of the things that trips me out about black entertainment is that we're so aspirational. Mm. Like... <laughs> when we make something and it's a television show, let's say for me, a great example is being Mary Jane, mm-hmm. her house, her car, her weave, her wigs, her makeup, all of that shit is one of the main reasons that niggas is watching mm-hmm. girlfriends, mm-hmm. the, the job choice. I mean, they had different kind. they had different women living different ways but there was basically one woman that or that wasn't living that the life right Mm -hmm. like this concept that for us to be successful as black people 
we have this material aspirations, mm-hmm. like these things that we want to own. Right. Because, but that's the American dream is because that's what white people would do. We see them access stuff. Yes. Like, so, and, and, and the way it's been taught to us is that for you to act, for you to assimilate, for you to be welcome in this space, you do what we do. Like you aspire to what we aspire to, as opposed to us deciding for ourselves, what does success look like? Right. You know, I always say that all goes back to like integration, which I feel like nobody ever talks about as a trauma, but that shit is traumatic. And this is one of the ways, right? You have to move to the white neighborhood, to the white school. How are you going to survive there if you're not acting white or or seeking what white people are seeking and and remember i've I've probably talked about that line before because it impacted me so much in the tony morrison documentary Mm. she said we were poor but everyone was poor (laughs) right so there was Mm. nothing wrong with With it there was no shame in it this was how everyone was living a lot of people don't even know they're poor crystal talks about this too like people because everybody around them is living a certain way yeah. It's just the way of life. But this generation is so different. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, I'm not going to go down the deep rabbit hole that is Jay-Z the billionaire. <laughs> and, you know, because I won't. a rabbit hole. I won't ever even speak ill on hold, no, right? No. But, however, I listen to a lot of the things that he says about, like, imagine if we were spending our money instead of on rims and gold chains and and shit like that on actually investing it starts to feel a bit um shaming yeah and it feels like i don't know it just feels yucky i don't know how to put it any other way i think it's complicated because we haven't been able to establish our own definition of wealth and we're in a country that has a set established definition that is not is, is not congruent with how we would have built or taught about wealth right right? like so you know this year I started off like oh yeah I was like you're gonna learn about wealth this year like you've avoided this topic you don't and I've been like going to different spaces and listening to different people and I've been looking at people of color women of color like how do they see wealth how do they seek wealth and so much of it is the end goal the end definition of success in it is very similar to white wealth um, the means is even a little similar, right? Like, I, I don't know that white wealth would say that the main means to that end is relationship. They would say something like, you know, hard work and dedication, whatever. But, but what the women of color I've been listening to have been saying, they all say relationship. Right. They all say relationship, which is really important. Well, you're listening to women. I'm listening to women. And then getting to that point, they, but they all seem to get to a point also where it plateaus once they reach the financial peak, not even peak, but it's not enough. And then they go into purpose. Right. Right. And so it's like part of it is what you're talking about that feels a little icky is, is like, is that how we would, in, is, would we take the money from the rims? And put it there or or should we put it somewhere? I mean, it just feels shaming. Like it feels like uh, because, OK, the way I think about money is how I think about money. Right. The My experience with money and my relationship and my with relationship yeah. with money. I can generate financial reward. I can very, very effortlessly yeah. with just a little bit of focus. Right. Yeah. However, 
I'm not where I want to be financially, right? but I'm where someone wants to be financially, yeah. right? So I see what I, where I want to be and what my goals are. For instance, um, a money wound I've been working on for a couple of years is the idea that I have to work hard for everything I earn. Mm -hmm. I like more what I talked about at the beginning, which is earning by being myself, earning by effortless flow, earning by showing up. um, And that doesn't mean that work isn't involved. Right. I am working. Yeah. However, it's not hard work. Right. It's not the idea of capitalism it's not likened right. to slavery right it's not some new jim crow right it's not that none of that no it's very much like in flow yes in alignment for sure and money coming in effortlessly easily and so i've been really working to get out of this idea that i have to hustle yeah i have to grind because to me, those are inherited ideas from slavery. Yeah. The idea for me to earn, I have to sweat and it has to be hard and I have to be stressed. Yeah. Those, I was earning like that. And then, it, but you didn't get to enjoy it. Even if I'm enjoying the it, the process it, yeah. is full of conflict. Yeah. The process isn't joyful. Right. I have a friend that I work with. I love working with Danya so much. Because I forget every time we're working. Yeah. Like, it just feels like we're hanging. And we're doing this thing, and it's super fun. And, like, that that frequency is the one I absolutely adore. That frequency welcomes in wealth as well. And I'm shocked every time when she's like... Oh yeah, um, send me your invoice. I'm like, oh yes, yes. There's an invoice at the yeah. end of this. Like, like not, I'm actually gonna beautiful. get paid to have a good time. But like this, these concepts, you know, that I, I, I really believe in building black wealth. Um, there's this great uh, magazine, Crown Mag, that I've been close to and written for. They're having a money issue coming out. And a lot of it is about building black wealth, right? But I think as we build black wealth, we have to take into account how we've been impacted, right? How, how we've do you, been you can't harmed. build black wealth without healing black wounds. Exactly. Yeah. And we shouldn't be shaming right. our desires. Right. We should be examining why we have them. Yeah. Like I follow a lot of high-end hairstylists and facialists. I love a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. If if I have an extra two, three grand to throw yeah. down on a weave, you best believe, <laughs> bitches, I'm going to be out here with it. <laughs> I will. Just for the fun of experiencing yeah. Yeah. having all of that hair that's not my own racing down my back. Just so I just want to try it, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I just want to feel what it's like to have my hairline look that real and it not be mine. <laughs> it's incredible. It is art. It is, right? So, like, but are you, should I be shamed for wanting a two, $3,000 weave? Like, should I be shamed for wanting to push, like, no. a certain kind of vehicle or wanting to wear, be dripped in, because, because I haven't bought a home yet? Should there be shame in that? Do you mean, or should there be just, examination about why I'm making that choice? Or should it just be like, I don't know. I mean, like, isn't it just your choice? Enjoy this life. 
this way. I mean, it's one thing when we're spending money unhealthily out of coping, right? Which happens a lot because again, it's all emotional. It's all emotionally triggered. So you stress people the fuck out. You you depress the shit out of them with what you're posting on the news and social media. They're going to spend money. Right. So us, for me, us, one of my tips is like be aware of why you're spending. If you catch yourself swiping cards when you're feeling low, when you just argue with your boo, when you, that shit is like you emotionally sort of going off the deep end. But if you're in a space of like like oh I do. I'm enjoying oh I joyfully spend yeah if you're in a space where you're like. And your goal is not to... See, this also sometimes I'm about to go down a path, but we're going to take it. Okay. I think it also ties into the, you know, heaven is my reward. I'll suffer Ooh. now. Ooh, I said I was turning <laughs> the corner. But I'll suffer now and the riches of heaven, right, will be waiting for me after I die. Like the idea of like working myself to death. Even people I know who have done the successful route, traditional American dream, whatever that looks like, right? The student loan debt, <laughs> or also just to worry about more money. So I had this thought the other day and I was like, okay, if we look at our favorite folks, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they got a lot of money, right? right. Um, like they don't need no more. Yeah, but here's the thing, they do. Because to sustain that life, how much does it cost just a light bill? At that house, right? Or how much does it cost? Mm, not to not um not a million. But my point is that when <laughs> they're, when they're, they're always making it, <laughs> they're always making it. But they but they have to always make it. Is my point? Absolutely. So that's that doesn't change because their life, the way they live it, requires that they make a certain amount I was, of money. I was listening to and the so, to the budgetista talk about like, um, you know, people who make less save more because they have like more of an idea of how much they have and their overhead is less. Yeah. But when people are earning more, yeah. they're saving less. This but, concept. But my point though is it's all somewhat linear, right? Like like you have the amount you have to sustain the life you're currently creating, right? Mm -hmm. Say you want to create a bigger life. Right. When you start creating a bigger life, you will create more money to sustain the bigger life. It's every time. It's, so it's you know what it's know, like. To I know me? this it's, by it's lift. like one to two. It's like fractions. One one half is the same whether it's like a hundred over two hundred or one over two. Right. That's my point. Once you like understand that, then the money part you just start you stop looking at it emotionally and you start saying, okay, I have a trickle of water. Money. Money is water. I have a trickle of water, right? And because my life right now requires a trickle of water, if I want to expand my life, then I'll have to have a stream of water, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I have to do is start creating that life so that the stream can start to flow. And I think for me, at least, taking the emotionality out of it and looking at it like in this sort of like, oh, this is almost like math. Like it's frack. This is how... This is equivalent to this based on what is required to maintain the life you're you're creating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're speaking to a point that I have here. I'll talk. We're going to do Noni's money tips today, right? I so, contributed to that. Tip, <laughs> so this is this is the tip. Like money is energy. It's all energy. It's just energy. Is is you know. And so when we say joy and pleasure, joy and pleasure, what does it do? It opens you up. Mm -hmm. It helps you to create. It helps you to move. It helps you to flow. 
Money is energy. Energy has to flow and has to be able to flow through open spaces. And so the more tight and stressed we are around it, the less it can actually show up and flow. And that's something I've had to learn. And you know how I had to learn that? Oh my, I had to do something that people are, I had to let it all go to shit. Mm. No savings, Mm. fucked up credit, like folks calling me, threatening me, Mm. because I, in my head, had to face the fear of what would it be like to hit the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I realized that nothing happened. No, there's no debtor's prison. Nothing happened. What happened was (laughs) I saw that they're all full of shit. That they kept a triple A credit rating score for banks that were robbing poor, disenfranchised people, mm-hmm. never changed their credit rating till they fucking collapsed. Mm-hmm. But I was stressing over a late payment by which they would have dinged my credit several points. I mean, and so yeah, I saw yeah. the illusion of it all. And once I saw behind the veil, I really began to understand that this is just an energy exchange. But it's but the system they've built around it that we have to go that they've made us feel we have to go through is what makes people emotional. That's my point. Yeah. That credit score, you look at it and you feel like I'm not doing well, good. I'm not a good person. You had to face the fear. Yes. The fear that was associated I had, with it. I them. had to like and and break the chain of what it what it said I am. Right? What does that credit score say I am? I had to let it go down and still know who I was. But it's also like knowing, I mean, so much of, of money stuff is like knowledge, like the idea that knowledge is power. Mm-hmm, like there are, sure. there are times when, like, you know, I need a higher credit score than others. Right. Right now I'm like moving. Right. So I need a higher credit score than I would normally need. There are other times when I don't and I can use my credit as I need to. Understanding credit. I spent a whole two years understanding credit. One, getting out of debt and changing my credit score. I had to face the fear of the bad credit score. Okay, I have the bad credit score. Now, what am I going to do about it? What do I want my credit score to be? Now that I face this fear, what is my strategy? And like really being strategic. And and even going further and saying, why did they even create credit? Yeah, but the the thing is, it's like if if my mm. goal is to build generational wealth, which it is, mm. and to have um, passive income, which it is, then I'm going to need to use credit, right? Mm. So me understanding that is based on my financial goals. Mm. And then I begin to study what is, there's simple things like asking my sister to add me to one of her credit cards as an authorized user that changed my credit score significantly Mm -hmm. because of what her credit score was. But I had already done a lot of work and cleaning up my credit. I promise you it took me mm, maybe a year to get from a score in the 500s to a score in the high 700s. It didn't take all that I thought it would take. Mm -hmm. And I think often as women of color, like, we we think it's the dragon is much bigger in the room than it really is. Yeah. It didn't take much savings. I had to pay off some things, but it really was just focused energy yeah. and in de- making a decision to not equate like you're saying my self-esteem with that number. Yeah. How but understanding what was my goal with the number. Yeah. Why did I want that number to change? I didn't want that number to change just so I could have good credit. Yeah. 
It's not, you know, my goal. It's not, it's, it's because I want to eventually have multifamily units. Yeah. So if I want, if I have a longer term goal of wanting to have multifamily units that are owned by me and my family members, great. If, because this is what I desire Yeah. and I'm going to need a long, I need to establish that now because that goal that I have is five, six years from now. Yeah. But the one thing I wanted to say too, was like a lot of our black women mm-hmm. financial folks with a real there's a few exceptions one who we both love is Patrice Washington yeah focus so much on your credit and your budget and things sacrifice that and- sacrifice it feels very lack centered mm-hmm. whereas i think that there are ways to focus on these things that feel very abundant focused yeah, yeah. when i was Thinking about my credit, I was thinking about it. How can I have more abundance flow in my life? Mm-hmm. Not, I need to pinch and save. Yeah, you know, when I think about savings, the same, and I have similar things come up. I have, ooh, I don't want to touch that savings. Yeah, right. Like I had to when my grandma passed. I had to touch my savings. I am an independent contractor. This means I do not have any days off to right. grieve. Right. I had to. Dip. And when I mean dip, I mean dip, 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 dip into my savings. I had to live on my savings. I was grateful to have such a hefty savings Mm -hmm. that I could really relax and allow myself that time. But to even use that savings, your, your typical... It's Your hard. typical financial advisors that are on out here on on CNN and the internet on Instagram, they're not telling you it's okay. No, it's like you're saving. You gotta save it, and that that idea is bringing more lack, more stress, more all of that. But when I'm spending it, you know, my I'm so lucky to have a partner who's an Aquarius who's not mm. attached mm-hmm. <laughs> to to the material in the same way, and he's like, "Isn't that what it's for?" Yeah. And it, and it, and it should be moving. And I think for me at the end of that road where I realize is like for for me, you know, my goal is to not, is to is to deal with everything energetically or and through through cash money as much as I can or like gold bars or some shit. I'd have to figure it out. But I um I felt so imprisoned mm. that like and I, I feel like the structure of it is to imprison. And I'm really constantly, and I, and I, at this point, I feel like I have found, I've found like what I want to do and how I want to move money. When I talk to my, my teacher, my Baba, about wealth and how do you have wealth in good character and in alignment with your destiny and what you're supposed to be doing. Cause one, I realized, Okay, when I talk about wealth, I talk about all these things, but really what, I, what I'm asking specifically for is the resources to do what I came to this planet to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever that's supposed to be, let that be provided with ease. You know what I mean? Let that, be, um, let that be provided with ease. Let that be something that I don't even have to really think about, but I know how and when to utilize um, because I only want what's mine, what I'm supposed to be working with and doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, things around me should be growing and becoming green. And when you do create a business that could maybe create jobs or create opportunities for other people around you, 
you are taking a lot of those risks. You are dipping into those savings and you have to do Mm -hmm. so without, you know, or you can have the fear, but you have to do it anyway. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to move through it. And so for me, I realized over the summer that the way people invest in stocks is the way I want to invest in people and land, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's how I see my investments and the credit. I also see very similarly. It's like my credit with people, like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I've, you know, you know, we've had this exchange, and you know that at that it won't be something I won't even have to ask for it, that they'll just show up and provide. Um, it's people, and I, I heard what people were yeah. saying, but th- the way they were saying it was like networking relationships. But for me, it's really, it's You're really that the money and the people decolonizing the way we think about finances, right? You know, all I talk about is decolonizing. So I think there's you know, a great yeah. song, Jadena song, Susu. We've been on that. Yeah, yes. we've been on that, Jadena. You know, there's a great song, Susu, yeah. and like. I think the idea of the susu, the idea of this community pot that we all contribute to and that we all benefit from, that's the way our folks roll. That's it. And it feels, Noni, it feels so good to me. Things about money and wealth have not ever felt good to me throughout my life. They've always felt at odds. And I realized it wasn't the money. My my teacher told this great story about like you need money to do everything. Like like how do you even practice any of your spiritual work without being able to buy the utensils oh, you, you need? Ha- for, you have right. to. You have to. I mean, Ifa and, is something that Ifa be you, getting me. I'll be like, yeah, you have to. You challenging me on like, this. You know, for everybody, you have to. And it's and you see, I think that has also practicing Ifa has also helped me understand that how money exchanges as a resource right so i like i like that okay so in this song he said to put it back in like susu put mm-hmm. it back in like susu he's talking you know about sex right mm. but also about money like mm-hmm. and they're both coming from the same energy yeah. energy the same chakra yeah, right yeah we're we're, we're yeah. dealing with that but like the idea to me about money is that money travels in the circle yeah and like the best teachers I've always had about finances, they were all Leos, honestly, when I'm thinking about it. And they're all hustlers. <laughs> Low key. Thank you, girl. <laughs> but they were always say, you know, spend it like you have it, put it, just keep cycling it. Cycling keep, it. Yeah. Keep, and then I love that song because it's put it back in like Susu. Like in the Susu, you constantly are contributing, yeah. knowing that you're getting it back. You're, yeah. But you're not focused, you're not on, focused getting on getting it back. back. You just know it's because it's kind of coming around it's the gonna circle. It's going to come around. Yeah. But yeah. that is how finances work. When my finances are low, and because I'm independent, right, I don't have a lot of the stuff, financial advising that you have that's normal out there in the world is for folks who have nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. So I have very little that I relate to it. My leak has been a great, my leak till has been a great yeah. teacher for me because she is an independent um, entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yeah. She's working in, in that mind frame. Yeah. I also run a business for my mom. So me and my mom, we have our own susu. Yeah. Okay. We got our own, me and her, we got our own yeah. situation. I'm going to help you run your business. I'm going to take some money. When you need some money, I'm going to give it back. You need to borrow this for right now. Before we even started recording, she texted me like, do you have a Venmo? Because yeah. I need somebody to run some money through to you through your Venmo. Then yeah. you run it to me and yeah. I'll give you this. It's in her thing is like your source is the ocean. Like yeah. even when we were in those those days of poverty, she told me from the beginning, look out into the ocean. That's your that's source. That's your source. That's your source. So that's the other thing. Like na- 
nature. It never runs out. Like nature, if you look at everything in nature, is provided. Yep. Every you never were. That's in the Bible too, yep. right? The birds don't worry about what they're gonna eat. The flowers don't worry about what they're gonna wear. And so I think what happens when we try to use some of the, what's available to us as financial models, because there isn't decolonized ones available. There aren't any. We have to remember those things are teaching us to function with money in a capitalist system. Capitalist system is not a circle. It is not susu. No. It is it is not flowing. And it is not and, flow back and, down. So you got people feeding into something yes. and it does not circle back to them. And that is where we are. And I think when I while I love Jay-Z, yeah. what he represents to me is black capitalism. Yeah. The idea that we can buy our way to freedom. Yeah. And I respect that that's his 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 right. paradigm. You know, let's financially and, and there's a lot of um there's a lot of freedom in it. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom to ownership. There's a lot of freedom to um property. There's a lot of freedom to investment. There's a lot of freedom to owning all the art that he owns and there's a lot of generational wealth that he's creating. But the idea one of one of my friends always says is like capitalism has winners and losers. We Period. can that's it. It's there's, not a circle. It's not a circle. We can't all win. Yeah. Everyone cannot be Jay-Z. We can't all be that. And it will not it will not Filter back down. But I, I want to be clear because I think so many of our money wounds are around this idea. And I have a lot of freedom in this this concept in that I have a desire and love for money. And my love for money, saying I love money around yeah. many people throughout my life, particularly yeah. black women, makes them really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. But I do. But I don't consider myself a capitalist. I consider myself, to be honest, a socialist. Mm -hmm. I, I would much rather a, a financially a system where we're all taxed, Taking, yeah, yeah, about fifty percent of our income and all of our needs are met. You right. know, you don't even about, need to use it for no. Yeah. But but to me, there is freedom in the financial. Mm -hmm. I get to make my choice, right? Because yeah. I go back to freedom as the ability to have options. So I have options with with finances. Yeah, the more finances I have. I have the more the more choice that I have. And yeah. so but my goal is to earn while we earn. Yes. To build while we build. Yes. To share yes. the wealth of the information that yeah, I have. You, yeah, it completely. Like we ha there for me I had to decolonize this in order to embrace it. Right. I could not embrace a concept of wealth as it was being presented to me and as it was being demonstrated. It just never fit. Over the summer, one of the ways it came to me was relationships. Mm -hmm. Like I got to spend time with people that I really like and they took care of me in different ways. And I was like, huh, like this is how wealth shows up for me a lot. Is like, I have great people around me and great relationships that like take care of me. And that's so great. And I take care of them. And that that has shown up as money on multiple occasions. For sure. Not even like direct money, but them putting me in for an opportunity. Right. Or them introducing me to somebody that it led to money. So even if they didn't directly hand me the check, they were the conduit. Learning to accept yeah. my actual physical money yeah. from those who who love me so yeah. much yeah. and said, don't give this back to me. Right. This is for you. Right. And that... It makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like, 
I'm like, I got my ledger. Oh, <laughs> and Lord. in my ledger, I write, okay, I owe this person <laughs> this much. But it's like, they're like, nah, like, yeah. put it back. Like, they're like, you're, you, you are going to be exponentially wealthy. Yeah. And I know that you are going to take care of me too. Don't even trip. That, that's this the is, circle. This is right now. That's like, the circle. We have to build our wealth in a way that is circular. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to re-spiritualize money. Yeah. Money is a spiritual tool. It is an energetic tool, and we have to remember that. We can't separate it out. You know, again, yes. you talk about black women. What does the Bible say? Money is the root of all evil. It's harder for a rich Ooh. man to get through the eye of a needle, the, 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 a camel to get through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get to heaven. The poor, Blessed are the poor, poor. right? So the there's, meek shall inherit right? the earth. So there's all these things. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just telling you what were my what were my walls? It's, it's those are our wounds. I want to go into yeah. the money tips because you're ta- yeah. you're talking about the first one. Okay. So y'all, I have these money tips. You know, amongst the homies, the homies know I love money. I love to make it. I love to talk about investment. You know, shout out to my sister Lainey who is pff, younger than me, <laughs> already investing, already putting me up on how to do it better, right? And I'm a little bit slower to invest than she. And she's like, let's let's do this, right? So. A lot of these money tips are are things I've learned over time and some are still I'm still learning, right? And if you have money tips that you want to share with us, please send them so we can share in our susu, in our circle, right? So the first one is identify and heal your money wounds. Take an assessment on how you really feel about money. Do you believe money is the root of all evil? This is what you were just talking about, yeah. right? Do you believe that wealthy people are unhappy? Do you believe that there is not enough for you? Do you believe that you've chosen a path that will leave you with barely enough? Do you believe that having money will make you, will change your character, make it There's bad character? a lot of folks yeah. who feel if I become rich. What, what do we say to people when they become rich? They sold out. They, uh, we say that they've changed, right? Like these, we have to look at how we attack wealth Mm -hmm. in our, in our community as well. So this thing, these, this is to me the ultimate first step. If you want to have more joy and pleasure around the idea of money, you need to look at your wound. What is it? You got to know where you're sick. You, how are you sick? Here's a place where I don't have a lot of issue, right? Like the wound I identified was having to work hard or the wound identified, I identified is sometimes I, I can penny pinch, right? I'm a little bit of an over budgeter sometimes, right? So learning what that wound is, where it comes from, it's usually some childhood bullshit that you can oh, identify. Learn, learn, like behavior. I said, you could be sitting at the church pew. You could have watched your parents stress over money. You could watch your parent lie to creditors. You could have, you know, there's. You could watch your parents have bad money habits. All these things would be wounds. It's those wounds. Where are you sick? And just writing it down, talking it out, speaking it, challenging it, challenging it. Like, but really identifying it before we can even heal it yeah we have to know Know it's there Mm -hmm. the second is once you get clear on where you are with money it's like where do you want to be now this is some sacral shit we don't all want to be the same place no and we don't yeah because i don't i don't want to live and like Beverly Hills and all that shit. Like mm-hmm. I want land and space and privacy. And mm-hmm. um, but so we have to think about 
we have to, that has to open up our creativity and our imagination. And that goes back to being open. And that goes back to why joy and pleasure actually belong in your relationship with money more so than fear. So what you're you're talking about right here is the imagination, right? So using your creative imagination to figure out what you really want. This is separate from what you've been told you want, what you've been trained that you want. What you should want. I remember when I met someone- And what's practical. I met someone who didn't want a mansion. And I was like, this was like early, like it was in my early 20s. Like, you don't want a mansion? No, I don't want a mansion. I don't want a big house. There are people whose wealth means tiny house. Yep. That's wealth to them. Yep. Wealth to me does not mean tiny house, just so we know. But it doesn't mean mansion either. You saw that photo shoot where I was stunting? You saw all that land in the back? That's That's me. That's that's your your wealth. Mm -hmm. So it's like... We all have different ideas of what abundance is. What's yours? Yeah. What is living good. comfortable, comfortably financially for you? What feels good when you think about it? And it's really this word. What feels, feels good. good when you think about how you want to live? Feels and bold. Do your work to close your eyes and visualize how you want your life to feel mm-hmm. and what kind of finances you would need to make, make that, that happen. Absolutely. Right? So not just the things you want to buy, which is fair. You can right. they can be a part of your vision you too. You can think of that and then start what do you feel when you bought that in your it, imagination. Right. right. But the life you want to experience and how you want to feel every day. Some people's every money day. idea, you know, you know, Beyonce always talking about she don't ever stop. She don't ever rest. That don't sound tight to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that her, her the, the Beyonce life looks incredible. But the idea to never have a moment to rest, yeah. that doesn't sound for me mm-hmm. like abundance. It may mm-hmm. feel like abundance for her. Yeah. She a Virgo. She's a Virgo. She's a Virgo. They <laughs> can run on a whole nother I'm level. A, I'm, a, I'm a tourist. You know, these Leos. We only get up when we motherfucker got to hunt something. Well, I, I rep- I'm represented by the bull, baby. So <laughs> we want to lay out. Yeah. You know, so there's a certain being a billionaire doesn't sound incredible to me. Being a multimillionaire is just fine. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But awesome. a billionaire, that's another level. You know, mm-hmm. that's an, another level that doesn't sound good. Um, the next one is start talking about money. This is a culture that's obsessed with money, but we also use secrets and shame when speaking about it. Conquer your fears and shame around, which we just talked about, credit, taxes, mm-hmm. inheritance, investing, and earning by speaking about it with the people around you. Start learning more about money, not just about budgeting and saving, but the energy of money. You know, when people pass away and there's actually something to inherit, Mm -hmm. it becomes really fucking foul in a lot of people's families. And I've experienced this. Scarcity. And it's because no one ever talked about it. I talk very plainly with my parents. What do you guys want to do with this house? Mm -hmm. Who gets it? Mm-hmm. Do we all get it? Mm-hmm. Who manages it? Mm-hmm. What else do you have? My parents yeah. are also musicians, so they have a lot of intellectual property, right? They have a lot of publishing. Me and my partner have a lot of intellectual property. Thea, you have a lot of intellectual property. Mm-hmm. All those things as artists are things that so need true. to be protected and they need to be 
those things need to be able to be passed down to your legacy. Whatever that legacy means to you. You may not want to have children, but you may have this great idea that you came up with or this great business. And you need to decide what you want to happen with it. Because you don't know when you're out of this bitch. Like, you know, and I think about those things. And Mm. and these are the things we don't talk about. These are the things we don't speak about to ourselves, to each other. Money, sex, God. It feels like it's taboo, but it's taboo for for the white supremacist control of that motherfucker. Like it is, I tell you, it ain't taboo in their house. No, it is not taboo in their house. No, they talk about it all the time. We should tell us something. Yes, but but really, as particularly artists and creatives that are listening to this, yes, you important. really need to think about when I look around and my bank account says seven dollars. Mm-hmm. I look around me. To see how much money I actually have. Right. I reread my contracts. Mm-hmm. Them, Double them, check your invoices. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. The idea you have right now that you just wrote down, you just made a million dollars. It depends on how you want to work it, how you want to put it out into the world, how much you want to value it at. You know, I take sure. an evaluation of my life and I'm like, oh, wow, like I've created so much. Right. I'm, and, and we can talk about wealth as people and we can talk about wealth as resources. But I want us to enjoy talking about cash fucking money. Yeah, for sure. It's just energy. There's no need to be ashamed of it. Nope. There's no need to be ashamed when it's here or yeah, when it's when gone. When it's not here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But the things that you create, those are also worth yeah. so much more than you're not even, you're, you, you've not even you're crea- not created a plan for assets. them. No, yeah. th- those are your assets. You made yeah. them. Yeah. All heart podcast. It's this an is an asset. asset. Yeah, for sure. This is an asset that you and I own, right? For sure. And our producer has some some sort of sure. equity in, right? Absolutely. So thinking about things like that, when I say educate yourself, when I say asset, when I say equity, what do those words mean? I took about six years to study those those concepts mm-hmm. because this is the world I live in. And my goal is to create this longtime generational wealth. And then I partnered with her <laughs> after <laughs> She did that six years, like a true Leo. <laughs> I was like, Nani, can you just like shift some of that shit? The next one is confront your self-worth issues around money. We get what we right. feel we deserve. Yep. I don't I don't have nothing else to say about That's that. That's it. You don't have to say nothing. We get what we feel we deserve. So what you ask for. One, that's what you get. One of the best things. Shout out to Viva for taking me to Caucasia. Viva taught me early on. Come on to Caucasia. Let me show you how Caucasia works. I think about this. How Caucasia works? There's nest eggs there. How Caucasia works? There's there's um Egyptian thousand count sheets there. And I've met um I've met many Africans that think like Caucasian. Oh yes. <laughs> when it comes oh. to this concept. Oh yes. And I was like, oh and they were like, I don't understand why you get so emotional about this shit. Y'all need to just do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh. She's like, You didn't ask for benefits? Right. You right. you didn't ask yo you, how much are you making? Why are you making that? You deserve more than that. The idea that, I have learned from Caucasia too. <laughs> to ask that bitch hooked us up. Ask what you deserve. Okay, relationships, energy, and environment. 
Look at the folks around you. So much of our abundance comes from the intentional relationships we build and how we treat one another. Mm. If you always feel broke, what is broken in your communication? How are you cycling energy in and out? Money is energy. Money is currency. Money is the ability to have options. Our energetic exchanges can be reflected in our currency exchanges. It's a really, we've been talking a lot about this. This is probably the way that I make money the most. It's because I'm a good fucking person and I cultivate good relationships. Good relationships. That's it. I always say, I was telling somebody the other day, when you see someone homeless, it's less about how much money they had and more about what relationships they didn't have. Right? Like either if there was a mental health issue and family didn't know what to do with it, couldn't do anything about it. Or didn't have the right relationships to get the support or the help. I mean, so much of it is relationship. Because even right now, if worse came to worse, I could think of couches to sleep on. Right. So that I, would I let said, me. I grew up right. the invisible homeless. Right. We right. never had to live on the street. Right. Because my mom cultivated incredible relationships. relationships. Yeah. And so when you see that, the, the question is, what those people really need more than money at the time is relationship. Mm-hmm. Connections. Absolutely. I think this can't be understated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll probably do a whole episode on this. I think that that is really what fuels yeah. the constant energy coming in is that, like, I'm putting that energy out. Yeah. I'm constantly creating opportunities for other people to make money. Now, there are assholes out there with money. Yeah, but I don't know if the, if we would say they had wealth or they have the money, but do they have the joy and pleasure? To me, it's not wealth if it doesn't include the joy and pleasure. Amen. If you're not enjoying it, become a good steward. This is like you know how we are, how we feel about gratitude. <laughs> become a good steward. How do you treat what you have? Hmm. How do you treat it? How do you appreciate it? This is something my mother told Mm me. Like, you come in my room, like, why is all your shit everywhere? (laughs) Yeah, my kids are the same way. Like, appreciate what you have, no matter how much or how little. Spend it like you have it, but be wise as you spend. Yeah. What are you buying? Why are you buying it? What is it for? There's something like, you know, I have to, my grocery bill. My gro- my grocery. And we know how you, we know how you feel about my, your food. My grocery bill, dumb, right? My grocery bill is like y'all about to eat organic. You're about to eat real. You're gonna eat superfoods, all of that stuff, and you're gonna eat some fish. Like it's gonna cost. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I never buy something that I have at home. Right. I make a real concentrated effort to be a good steward over the food that I buy because it took. So you don't waste. And I don't waste someone's time. Yeah. It took someone's time to grow it. It took someone's time to plant, plant, water, pick, take it to market, all of those things, right? So we have much more than we realize if we take good accounting. Our financial resources are often much larger in scope than the physical cash we have access to. Yeah. The more reverence we give to the energy exchange of money, the more it has to offer us. On that point... I want to also say to our artists, entrepreneurs, charge folks money. And here's why. What I've learned over time, and it took some time, is that it is an energy exchange. When I show up, I don't just show up. I don't show up as the I show up as a vessel of spirit. I know. And I work hard to do that in everything that I do. Right. So I need a balance that when I walk away from there, I feel like you're giving 
you're showing up, sewing into that space the way I'm sewing into it. We're both sewing into making this happen. You by inviting me out, you by you know paying me to be there, me by showing up in my fullest capacity. But whenever it's not that, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I used to agree to stuff that wasn't equitable in that exchange and I would always regret it. So now I have like little tricks that my friends have taught me over time on like, okay, if this person, if this group doesn't have this amount of money, here's another way you can barter so that things feel balanced. The point is that it feel balanced. You should feel really good bringing the work spirit has you doing into a space to work with the group. Part of that is compensation. Not all compensation is physical money. There's other things you can barter and negotiate, but make sure it feels fucking great. Do not do it if it doesn't, because then you're going to walk away and that's going to be the shittiest money you've earned. And you'll feel like you didn't make no money. I don't have nothing to say except for giving my check. So thank you. Just cut mine. Boom. There you go. <laughs> like for the we, right amount. We can, yeah, we can barter all day, but this is my right. It's my right. But my point is that don't, don't, what some people will do is if they ask for a certain amount and they don't get that amount, they'll, they'll just like, be like, oh, okay, well, this is all they have. Okay, well, what else can they offer? Yeah. Do they have publicity? Do they have marketing? Do they have photos? Because it would cost you to get photos. Is there? Can you get video? Like, There's and, other things you can get. And that's all true. And if you're dealing with a money wound that is dealt with like a self-esteem issue, right? repeat after me, my rate is my rate is my rate is my rate right. is my rate. I will not... This is my rate. Right. And it's something that I've learned over time to... There are instances where I do what you're you're talking about, mm-hmm. but they are rare. Yeah, because yeah, they shouldn't be the norm. No, these are the and I say these exceptions like for instance, I may be working with the group that is really doing great work in the world. They are maybe a nonprofit. I, my values are aligned with them, so I wouldn't do it. You know what I do sometimes? I write off that difference as a as a donation. Yeah, like I donated that part of it. You know what I'm saying? That helps me at the end of the year when it's time to do these taxes. It does help you. And it's important to also pay the rate of others. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so like yeah. so strict about my rate. You I'm going to yeah. ask you what's your rate. If you if I can't afford your rate, I'm not going to use your services until I can afford your rate. Period. I'm not asking you for the hookup, you know, right. because this is an energy exchange. And right. I'm telling my subconscious mind that somebody else could, could pay me less than my rate. Right. And I'm telling you, because I've held to my rate yeah. for so long, it has increased the rate of the other people around me I believe in that, the business that sure. I, I work in. For sure. I was telling somebody this the other day. I was like, you know, when you don't send your invoices in on time, when you don't demand certain things in the places you go to, when the next speaker of color or whatever is coming through there, they're going to think that that person, they don't have to pay them on time because yeah. of the habit that you did. Yeah. So. Getting your paperwork in, setting a precedence so that they can't justify, like, or just start treating speakers and all these artists or whatever, like, oh, we'll pay you when we pay you. No, it is a precedence. You pay. I sent you this stuff on time. That's on your end. You need to send this. I need to have it in my hand. Or you need to overnight it or do whatever you got to do. Somebody needs to come off off this money. Yeah. It's real. And the last one is have fun and enjoy money. Money is just a game. You can change so much about what you earn with just 30 days of intentional reprogramming of your subconscious mind. I'm here to tell you the testimony. It took me 
longer than 30 days, but it doesn't have to take you 30. Mm-hmm. There's so many tools, particularly creative visualization, using money affirmations, meditating. Once you identify your money wound and where you want to be, it is very, very easy to completely reprogram your mind around money and start seeing the magic of that and the amount of pleasure it will bring you to see that you have made the effort to change the way that you think about something, the way that you feel about something, and to experience a whole new world based on your new thoughts, your new feelings is incredible. What you believe about money is what you will experience. Some believe you have to work hard for for it. Others believe you just need to be yourself and the universe will bless you. So my question is like, what do you believe? Hmm. What do you want to experience? It's really, you're in the driver's seat. For sure. It's It's a creative resource. Yeah, it's all up to you. How do you want to feel about this? So those are the end of the tips. Do we have some words from the heart you want to end with you? I just want to end with, you know, money, the relationship with money is like any other relationship in your life. You ha- It's here to help you evolve. It is not here to make you feel less than. It is actually here to support you in getting to your destiny. It will show up, particularly when you are ready to be of service to your destiny, to the reason you came here, to the purpose you're supposed to live out in this lifetime, when you align with that, it will show up and you won't even have to give it a second thought. But first you have to stop seeing it as adversarial or as um, fleeting or something that flees. It's not that. It's truly um, an asset that wants you to get to where you are supposed to be going so you can do the beautiful work you're supposed to do. Um I firmly believe in healing my money wounds this year, which is a great way to enter fall and a great way to um, to celebrate in this month, in this ninth month of the year, is that it was never anything that I thought it was. It wasn't the boogeyman. It wasn't out to hurt me. It's very similar to fear. I find it to be very similar to the relationship with fear. It's just very misunderstood. And when you realize that all things, including money, are here to move you forward, forever forward, never backwards, you allow you will let it allow you will allow it to help you evolve, um, and then you will allow it to flow to you and from you, and be a blessing to your community, to yourself, to your family, and things around you will begin to be green. Things, people around you will begin to flourish. Entire towns around you will begin to flourish. This is how I always envision it, right? Is as I become more green, that green just spreads. And then everything I'm touching turns green. And then everything they touch turns green and everything. And we just like populating the planet with these beautiful purpose-driven ideas that we are funding with the beautiful resource that money has offered us. Um, so I hope that helps and I'm grateful Noni too, that you were with me on this money journey this year. It was something I definitely wanted to go into and conquer my fear of, or challenge my relationship with. And I feel, and I'll tell you, I don't even think much has actually shifted financially. Um, but you're earning more. Yeah. But you know, the interesting thing is, it's just still, like I was saying, it's the feeling. Mm -hmm. It's just the fractions, right? I've also just 
Boston really nice looking. <laughs> um, so I mean, I I realize the language now that mm-hmm. if I expand, it expands. If I contract, it contracts. And the relationship is beautiful. Yes. Um, I hope that this has been helpful. I want to say, I want to contribute words from the heart with my mom, reiterate what my mom taught me, which is your source is the ocean. Mm-hmm. I went to Playa the other day with my children and sat at in the sand looking out at the ocean and these beautiful dolphins showed up. Mm. Family of four. So close. And my sister turned and called me, Noni, Noni, come, come, come. I ran down, down to the, to the water and just like watched these beautiful dolphins that just, just swimming by the surprise of that. Yeah. The magic of that. I want for you all that are listening to feel that same love that I feel when I think about money, to feel that confidence. Yeah. To know that my money sometimes looks weird and funny, right? But I still have that wonder. I still have that confidence. I still have that joy and the pleasure of it. And this this summer, I worked on feeling good when I had none. Yes. And knowing that I was still abundant and still wealthy and that there was only more on the way. Learning to go with that ebb and flow that is just a part of the ocean. Yeah. That ocean comes in and it goes out. But that ocean source never runs out. The water, the whale will never run dry mm. on the fucking ocean. It's the no. ocean, baby. Yep. So I wish you nothing but an abundant, magical, fun, loving, delicious relationship with the energy of money.